and I believe it was the first time. It wasn't the last time, guys, but it was the first time she asked me, what are you doing? <laughs> He's the mayor of Athens. He's the mayor of Athens. It's a, it's a family tradition, guys. <laughs> Welcome to My Got A Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I are joined by Lou Wood, also known as Thrip Dog, or simply My Dad. We talk about his Georgia story, the state of college football, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. This episode has been a long time coming, and I hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we did recording. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. So, do boys, do we have do we have a bourbon for for the Fripp Dog episode? I do. Here, I'll go first. I'll go first so I can also do. You know, if anyone's tuning in for the first time, <laughs> uh, we have a we have a special guest with us on this episode of My Got a Podcast. So, John and I, as always, uh, but with us tonight, we have Lou Wood, aka Fripp Dog. AKA my dad. Uh, AKA, so cheer- AKA Ponda's famous husband. Ponda's famous husband. <laughs> the most important part. Uh, so cheers. Welcome to the podcast uh, as a guest, dad. And uh, yes. I, I tonight have the uh, whistle pig uh, piggyback uh, six year. That's what I brought tonight. Nice. Nice. All right, dad, what do you got? I've got, I've got Buffalo Trace. Ah, regular, that's a good one, JP. Regular old Buffalo Trace. Do you have any uh, nutter? Do you have nutter nutter butters? I do not have the nutter butters, unfortunately. <laughs> I actually thought about that today and uh, completely forgot as I was doing Valentine's Day um, mm. you know, shopping for for the kids and for the wife. Amazing. All right, Dad, what do you got? I got Weller Special Reserve. Um, I thought it'd be appropriate for when we all got together. In uh, Charlotte, mm. at the uh, Clemson game a couple of years ago, I had my first pour from a guy I had never met, didn't know me from deep center field. I believe his name is John Tweets. <laughs> and I just walked up to him and said, can I have a pour of that? And he said, absolutely. That's why I brought it. So cheers. Amen. Cheers. 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 Man, and, we're we're starting off we're starting off strong with the first the first Charlotte mention. <laughs> all right, and and the elite the elite cup. Show us that cup again that you have, like the wooden yes. cup. That okay. is that is a gift from uh, your sister Melissa and your brother in law Greg. It's called Oak Sip. It's an Oak Sip cup. You can't see. I've got a clear ice in it. Um, <laughs> Didn't get it to age too much in that oak while I'm drinking it, but it is a pretty cool, pretty cool gift from uh, Melissa and Greg. Nice, awesome. Is this a, my is nightly this a, four, by the way? Is this a shout out for working where we media? Yes. <laughs> reminder, Wait, reminder. Uh, if you need any help <laughs> with your online presence, you need, you need a website. Head over to workingwebmedia.com/slash/dogs, and they will know that we sent you their way. Uh, always thankful to the folks at Working Web Media who made the newly redesigned mygotapodcast.com. Cheers. Cheers indeed. That is a cool cup. That is a super cool. I don't know how they get it so glossy. JP, uh, you yes. want to 
why don't why don't why don't you kick us off with uh with what, what we like to talk about when we have guests on? Well, Lou, uh, as you know, we're, we're we're all big Georgia fans here, and the question that we always ask every guest that comes on board is, "What is your Georgia story?" You're probably going to have a unique perspective, uh, being Jim's Jim's dad. But uh, what's your Georgia story before Jim? Before Jim and Melissa <laughs> and Melissa yes. and the lot <laughs> and and Ponda, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, and 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 the famous Ponda, I should say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Shout out, Coach Trill. Um, so it started when I was a child. Um, I had two uncles that were huge Georgia fans. Um, and they, we would go to the, um, Georgia, Georgia tech freshman game, which was played in, uh, Atlanta every year. And it was for charity. So I did that many years, um, as a child. Um, and then when I was 15, 16 years old, uh, we got a color television and, Believe it or not, that was a big deal in 65, 66. And the <laughs> first game that was coming on and invited some friends over to watch Georgia versus Alabama. Wow. And, and in 65, 66, Coach Dooley's, I believe it was his second year. And we beat Alabama on that flea flicker play, which I believe is now uh, my got a podcast. It's on there somewhere. You guys have that. That has been gift. Um, that has been gift. Yes, that is a gift. Okay, so that play right there. I mean, we've all run the flea flicker in our front yard, our backyard, playing football, and that was the beginning of my obsession uh, with Georgia. And that was the moment, fifteen, sixteen years old. I said I was going to to Georgia. So it started as a child, but really hit when we beat Alabama with the flea flicker. And there was no replay back then because we're not really sure if his knee was down or not, but we don't care. We won the game. <laughs> wow. So that was 65, was it? Yes. Okay. So you've, you've got a long storied history with the University of Georgia. So so you, you fell in love with Georgia at that time. So fast forward, like walk us through, like you you, you get to Georgia, like what's what's the story from there? Well, I started in, uh, I was a freshman in 1968. So first year, um, we won the SEC, of course, since I showed up as a freshman. That was great. Um, unusual year in that we had two ties. Uh, we don't see those anymore. Uh, I believe we had, I can't remember how many losses this. It's a long time ago, 68. I know we lost <laughs> one or two, one SEC game at least. Um, but we won the SEC at Auburn that year, which was my first like away game. Uh, and one of my high school teammates was the field goal kicker and he kicked a couple extra points and a field goal. So that was kind of cool. My freshman year, um, my That's freshman cool. year also, ironically, speaking of Clemson, our first home game was uh, versus Clemson. And I'm trying not to, do a sorry Carter here. We kicked their butt. Is that okay to say that? <laughs> okay. We, we, we beat up on uh, Clemson. Uh, and then my first freshman year, my first Georgia Florida game was uh, 
back then you wore ties and uh, blazers and stuff. So, and it rained y'all the entire game. It, <laughs> cats and dogs. We did um, actually beat the Gators that day, 50-something to nothing, 51-2 to nothing. So that was my initial Georgia-Florida game as a student. So that was kind of cool. And then we finished the regular season by uh, crushing them yucky bugs in <laughs> Athens. So that and, was my freshman year. And where and where did Ponda come along in the in the journey? Oh, great question. Um, so I was I had a red shirt senior year um, as a student. <laughs> Amazing. So so I was a red shirt junior. Um, and uh, she, I was social chairman, so I would have the pledges at the time. I guess it was okay to be a pledge back then. It's not anymore. We would have at the fraternity house them bring young ladies over, especially good looking ones. And she came over a couple of times with some uh, uh, friends of hers from the Northeast Georgia area where she was from. And she... Um, showed up a couple of times. One time was quite aggravating. If you want to know the truth, I was sick as a dog sitting on the couch at the fraternity house watching Shenandoah, 101, 102 fever with the flu. And she comes in with a couple of the girls, a couple of the guys, and they're laughing, having a big time. They sit up on the back couch. And um, I mean, Shenandoah is sad, okay? <laughs> and these people are having a great time laughing, yeah, 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 ha, ha, and I'm going, y'all be quiet, so they proceeded not to be quiet, um, so that was kind of the end of that night, I just went on up to my room, uh, about a month later, she shows back up um, after a uh, intramural basketball game, of which I was on um, the basketball team, and, and I came in late, Went downstairs at the fraternity house, got my tray, and it was steak night. And so I'm coming back upstairs with steak, baked potato, salad on the tray, and a sweet tea, and get to the top of the stairs, and there's a black and white tile floor in the foyer. And this girl with hair down to her fanny in the back, <laughs> uh, beautiful, uh, short shorts. Uh, knee socks walks up to me the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life walks up to me doesn't say a word she takes my fork she takes my knife she cuts my steak she forks it she eats that bite of steak she puts my fork and my knife back on my tray and walks away <laughs> that is February of 1972 Okay. We were married in January of 1973. Excellent. Okay. So that's how it started. Not a word. I mean, she didn't have, she didn't say a word to me. She just <laughs> it turned with that beautiful hair and everything else and turns and walks away. And everything Y'all, else. She didn't say a word. She didn't say a word. John, <laughs> that's... can you believe that? The moxie. She's the moxie. The so, moxie on this woman. <laughs> so, yes. Well, and it's still there, I promise you. 51. Oh, I know. 50, <laughs> yeah. So so then 
uh, uh, randomly, um, spring break comes up, and I'll hush after this. Spring break comes up, and I wasn't going to spring break, uh, but had two or three fraternity brothers come in and say, who's going on spring break? I said, well, I don't think I can go. I really don't have that much money. A couple of guys said, well, I've got 40 bucks. I've got 60 bucks. I've got 80 bucks. I said, well, I got a car. <laughs> so we hop in the car and drive to Daytona for spring break without a reservation and show up at this motel, random motel. And, um, get in that night and there's like uh, we couldn't find a room so we found up some more fraternity brothers and somewhere between 16 and 18 of us stayed in this one uh room <laughs> i don't i don't remember the exact numbers it's one of those there's a mess of us so it, I, you know it costs i think us we've like, all been there <laughs> yeah two, uh, two, buck, two bucks a night per person and so i get up the next morning and late and go down to the pool and dang it that same girl who has never spoken to me is not at the pool she heard you were cooking a steak i'm sure <laughs> well that came next so i just we started up a conversation we talked for a couple of days at the pool took a walk up to uh, the beach um had our first uh, dinner date at steak and shake um, who, who asked who? Um, I here's here's the deal. It was me. <laughs> so it was me. I was I was a little not nervous, but it was like you know we just look. She took a bite of my steak. I was just about to say she's just remember, taking okay? steaks. She's just she's breaking <laughs> hearts and taking steaks left and right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, I took the leap of faith, and we we went up to Steak and Shake, and 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 uh, that was many meals ago. Many that's how it started. I love it, man. I, I hadn't heard that story. So I appreciate you telling it. Um, man, I'm sure that there's a lot more color that we could probably add offline, but um, I love it. My goal is no sorry Carters. <laughs> this is the, the anti uh, Chris Marler episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, then fast, fast forward, a few years, more than a few years, but because, you know, my Georgia story is my parents, right? I mean, you know, they met there, they went to, you know, went to school in Georgia, graduated school from uh, Georgia. And, uh, you know, I always tell people that like I was wearing a Georgia hat in my crib and, you know, to, and to bring it back, you know, I have now, if you're watching on YouTube, I have found this re replica of this of my dad's hat that he had when I was a, a, a little boy, and we've got tons of pictures of you know me doing whatever. I always had this hat on or your hat on the, the original one. Uh, yeah. It was was uh, you know I just had my birthday, and so this is what one of the things my parents got me for my birthday was was this you know replica of that hat, which is pretty cool. So kind of how it started and how it's going for me in <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia Panda. Uh, that's pretty good that's amazing what a what a good what a good what a good feel good family story i feel like Lou, Lou, i gotta be honest i feel like you should write a screenplay for this <laughs> <laughs> it, well it's a pretty good love story i'll have to admit yeah uh, better better than the notebook that's for sure <laughs> yeah seriously that may be surprising mm. uh, um 
I don't know. I know we've got a ton of listener questions, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe before we get to that, just Dad, if just give your your perspective on, uh, you know, as we like to say, hey, remember that time we went back to back, um, <laughs> and you know, like for for John and I, it was basically like that was the only thing that we've experienced. But for you, you know, you you experienced that in the eighties and and probably figured actually I know so John I'll tell you I don't know if I've told you this I know you've told me that you know when y'all were when y'all were like in school and and stuff y'all would be like oh we're going to the sugar bowl again like you know can't we get another bowl and like you know what but we when we were in college we got back to the sugar bowl it was like such a big deal and I remember y'all telling <laughs> me that story you know but like you know be, be be grateful for what you have while you have it so yes I don't know just, just your thoughts on on that journey well, up to uh, Herschel. So we uh, we graduated, uh, went went to Macon, um, became season ticket holders um, after we graduated. Uh, back then, all you had to do was pay for the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like today. But we were indeed season ticket holders, um, and you know we were good. Uh, coming up to Herschel, but we got really good. Uh, um, yes, we had Irk on uh, Irk Russell um, as a defensive coordinator. He and he always had uh, a scrappy defense. The offensive line was uh, got really good, um, got progressively better. Uh, good timing. So when Herschel uh, came uh in and it's hard to explain uh having been there as a i was a graduated but a season ticket holder for the um herschel days and it's you see the the film the video of uh of course my god a freshman uh <laughs> call which might be a good name for a twist for a podcast but could be could be could be <laughs> so i i remember where we, that was in tennessee we were not uh and ponder and i did not uh go to that game uh, in, in tennessee but we did play south carolina at home mm-hmm. and you seen the film of herschel running to the right uh actually um, headed towards the bridge that no longer as a bridge, but that's where he was headed. And there was three guys that should have had it. And and so that was the first time I got to see it in person that the man should have been tackled. And from that point on, it was like 11, it was 11 on 11, but 11 defensive people were looking to stop one man. (laughs) And basically they couldn't. So it's an error that, uh, I'll never, I'm so glad that I was around. We did um, move uh, to North Carolina where uh, you were born mm-hmm. um, in, in, in 80. We had season tickets, so we came back for we put, you know, that, that year uh, and the next part of the next year. And then um, his last year, we did not have season tickets because um, I took a promotion up to uh, the home office. So, but seeing that greatness, um, and I know there's a lot of talk about goats, 
Um, <laughs> and and I didn't get to see, you know, the Charlie Trippies and the Theron Saps. So I know Charlie Trippy had had dinner with Charlie, but never uh, saw him play, obviously, live. But he's supposedly one of the greatest athletes ever. Um, my money's on Herschel. Uh, <laughs> for sure, I will say there is a very close second now. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to the pros this year. Mm-hmm. But th- to see the execution of toss sweep right and left, <laughs> I, I know that sounds silly, um, but they executed it un- unbelievably. All he needed was a crease, uh, and he took it. And occasionally he would run over people like Bill Bates. John, now you know where I got my love of the toss sweep from. <laughs> well, I think we all got our love. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And our good friend, J.D., Jeff Dantzler, uh, we got a fullback. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, set the edge with the fullback. Brad Johnson in my day when I was back in school. I feel like you casually dropped this in the conversation, but hold on. You had dinner with Charlie Trippy. <laughs> yes. What was that like? <laughs> um, well, uh, it was a um, when Pond and I retired and, and 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 moved out of Roswell and came back up here uh, near Athens. I uh, looking for things to do. And one of the things I did was join the um, Athens Touchdown Club, and um, his. So I didn't actually eat with him, but I sort of did, if that makes sense. His wife sat with us. Um, and he, he was back and forth. Um, he was one of the, uh, speakers at the, at the thing. He was pretty cool. Um, he just very conversational for one of the greatest probably bulldogs of all time. And we were talking about retirement. He asked me what I do and I'll tell him I retired. And he, <laughs> he asked me, what do you do to stay in shape? And I said, well, I used to run, but I walk. I said, well, how about you? You look really good. And I think at the time he was, you know, a spry 92, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, oh, I don't work out. I hadn't worked out in years. I just, I work out in my yard. I cut the grass. I trim the shrubbery. I pick up limbs. I pick up sticks. And so from that point on until recently, I said, if yard work's good enough for Charlie Trippy, it's good enough for me. <laughs> i like it i like it uh, I, i've got i've got friends that don't even do their yard work so shout out to charlie trippy at 92 doing his own yard work that's yes. funny man that's cool man uh, not not very many folks get to have dinner with uh you know those old the old guard you know like so that that's that's one of those things that not nobody there's not a whole lot of folks that can probably say that you know what i mean yeah it was pretty cool. That is cool. I, I will say this at that dinner table as well. He came in late. Is one of the football players came and sat down, uh, young player, and we were we were talking. He's very very kind. Yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. And so I said, uh, so uh, you played football for Georgia? He said, yes sir. I said, uh, well, that's good. So what's your name? He said, Orson. <laughs> said, that's good. Orson what? It was Orson Charles, of course. One of the kindest uh, young men I think I've ever uh, ever met. So that was a it was a great evening to meet one of the younger folks 
sandwiched in with uh, one of the oldest, greatest uh, of all time. So it was a wonderful evening. That's awesome. What's the what? What is the Athens? Is that is that still a thing? I feel like I've heard that over time. Like, what what is the Athens Touchdown Club in, in distinction to the the university? It, it's a <clears throat> separate one. Um, I haven't gone there in years. Um, okay. Because we, excuse me, if we're not at a home game, we started staying at Fripp more. So I I just kind of stepped out of it, but. Um, it's just local people, and they meet at Athens Country Club, and they'll have a guest speaker, um, you know, uh, Phil Sims, you know, all kind of former players will come in and former pro players, not Georgia, not necessarily Georgia players, but yeah, they, they have a, it's, it's like a banquet setting. Uh, David Johnson used to, I, mean, he, I think he still does. They'll like broadcast, they'll do like Bulldog yes. Friday night, and they broadcast from the Touchdown it, Club, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, okay. I yeah. did. Yeah, I did see him there. That must be where I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I think they do that that Bulldog Friday night thing, um, awesome. which which might be part of the pod the podcast uh, the the Georgia one. Um, I think they might. I think that might come in there during the year. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I know, like I know, I said we had a total list of questions. I I actually, I, I kind of want to get to the the first one because the first one has kind of like some stuff about just what's what's going on in general. Well. Uh, with college football these days. Um, so we'll start out with uh, our buddy Hug Dog. So Jason, uh, first off, he said that it was outstanding to know, uh, Dad, that you were going to be the guest. Um, he said, Lou, would you share what L and A means? Uh, everyone needs to know it meant so much to me when we met to discuss. And then we'll get to the second part later. Okay. It's going to be about midnight before I get through with this, but okay. <laughs> this is my kind of podcast. It's fine. My got a podcast won't go off the rails. So thank you, Jason. That's a I, I appreciate that. Um, it's a leadership model that I developed um, in my uh, three and a half decades uh, with J and J. LNA to answer his question stands for love and abundance. And um, as I moved from being a sales manager to a sales director. And covering instead of two states, like a little over a third of the country, and I became um, a leader of managers, management, and salespeople. I needed to come up with something that was different that would last um, as I brought in different people. And so, one of the things about sales is people are fearful. Um, they are scared. They don't want to share. And part of that is, is they want to make sure they get theirs. And so my learnings over decades was to come up with something where we could work together as a team. It's kind of like what Kirby's doing now, so to speak, with the why and having all those uh, sessions with each other and how they pull for each other. So taking away the X's and O's of selling, um, I came up with this and love and abundance really means about caring and sharing for each other, caring for each other and sharing. Because what I found is when you give and you share, the more you give and the more you share, the more you receive. Now that's true in life, but it's also true in our leadership perspective. So without getting into a 45 minute keynote presentation of the entire uh, 
leadership model, Love and Abundance is LMA, and it stands for Caring and Sharing, which in essence means care enough to speak up early and share without fear. Nice. Nice. I like it. We can, all use, we can all use love and abundance. I, I, I sometimes, uh, Dad, when you'll post some of your things, John texts me like, like we some of your tweets. He's like, "Wait, Jim, what is this?" Like from some <laughs> of your leadership model stuff. I'm like, "Well, well I'll have to have my dad explain to that to you sometime." <laughs> so that was the first one. That was the first one. Um, and then I think just the rest of it was kind of honestly one of the things I just wanted to talk about in general. And, and Jason uh, provided it. So he said, "Also, uh, what's your opinion on today's college football environment?" Uh, he called out, you know, NIL, Portal, Celebrity, et cetera. And is it sustainable? And he said, thanks, guys. LMA, Jason. So, I, you know, the, the, the thing that has happened also since the end of the season is this, like, um, the potential to maybe even have uh, employ- or players classified as employees, which would give them the ability to collectively bargain and things. And I've seen... I've seen some people take it like way off the rails, like, oh, well, this could mean like, you know, like it's basically a pro sport and they're like affiliated with the school. They're not even necessarily students. I think that was like college football nerds or something. I was like, this is more off the rails than your like predictive model for games. Um, Like, I I don't know that we're going there. and I I certainly hope we're not. But like um, it is it is very different. I think uh, Seth Emerson actually had a really good article recently and we, one of the things that he was pointing out is like you know at some point like it was more um you could you could i guess get away with and you could make the statements like well the players get their scholarship they get their ed- education when the coaches and the schools weren't making millions and millions and millions of dollars and it's it, it's harder now that 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 pot has gotten bigger to to stand by that so which i agree with i agree with but i feel like we got to we got to figure something out because the sustainable piece, I feel like what we're doing right now is not sustainable. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, Lou is a, as a Titan of business and as a, as an alumni of the university, like, you know, from, from the old guard, if you will, what, uh, what's your perspective? Great, <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I thought about that um, without sounding like, um, you know, get off my lawn, get out of my yard. <laughs> Uh, the apple, I, the apple doesn't fall a, too from far from a business tree. perspective. In the industry I came from, we we call people who jump on things quickly early adopters, and that's not me. I'm not an early adopter. I like to look at things, observe things, and I, while there, I agree with what Jim was saying about what Seth said. You know, we're way past the dollars now. I just don't think it's sustainable. To Jason's final question based off the way things are going now, nor do I think it will continue to be the same. I also think the look, and this is different than NIL, but it does bring in the power groups of the SEC and Big Ten uh, looking to get together. That could change the dynamics as well. But I don't think the big, big money folks – of the SEC and UGA, which um, I'm not a part of, but I can tell you that that won't last forever. I, I just don't see that amount of money being thrown out, especially in places. An example would be A&M, Texas A&M. You know, that there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of oil money out there, but at some point you don't want to throw your money away. And at some, that's, they're getting close to doing that. 
uh, hence, a coach is sitting <laughs> on the beach. I don't know, was it 70, 70 million? Yeah. You know, fire, fire me, please. Yeah, that's what is interested me about, you know, donating to basically to NIL. And one of the things that I keep hearing people talk about is, you know, eventually someone's going to want a return on their investment. And what's interesting to me is like, you know, the the original concept behind NIL was it was to prevent things like, you know, the video game. I mean, that's actually where it originally came from, the whole Ed O'Bannon thing, right? So like, you know, if you're in the video game, you should get a cut. Agreed, right? And it was like things like that and kids doing commercials, you know, and like being a, a spokesman. I, I think a lot of people have referred to it for years as like the Olympic model, right? Like with the, if you're in the Olympics, mm-hmm. you get sponsored by Wheaties, you get money because you're on Wheaties box or whatever, stuff like that. And, but it's morphed into something very different from that. It's not just that. And like, I feel like that model actually makes more sense because you could theoretically get a, an actual return on your investment in that it's marketing. It's part of your marketing budget and you're bringing people to your business. But I feel like the way people are talking about it now is it's like the return on my investment is my happiness because my team won, you know? Right. And so like, but then if your team doesn't win, it's going to go away a lot faster. Like, you know, I feel like someone needs to figure out how to get this to actually get people like actual actual gains off of this from from their investment as far as that goes. I don't know. That's that's kind of probably where my head's at. Well the problem is is that you got some of those business owners that are are those people that value the wins and my yeah. team's winning and that's why they're doing some of these things. Is yeah. because now they can write it off as an expense or as a charitable contribution or whatever that is from a however the collective is structured, right? Right. Um yeah I, I guess I, I kind of, I tend to lean that way as well. I, I just, for the life of me, I, I feel like that we, we've we let the, you know, <laughs> we've let the weasel in the hen house kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. There is no going back at this point. And especially like it, from my perspective, where I feel like it's ultimately going to net out is the kids are never going to win. I feel like the deck is always going to be stacked against the kids as much mm-hmm. as we want to think as much as like these kids want to think that they've got the strong arm. You're going to start seeing schools say, well, you know, you know, the, the, the Ole Misses and the Colorados of the world where they'll just go to the portal. And if you if you're not if you want too much money, then, well, I'll just go find one in the portal and cut you loose and good luck to you. And you yeah. can tra- transfer schools, you know, every four, every year. Um, trying to chase that dollar or whatever. Um, and then to Kirby's point, you know, uh, it's it's going to work both ways where, you know, if you if you want all this money, you want this contract or whatever, it's a virtual contract or, you know, we'll cut you loose. And yeah, at some point, I feel like that the contracts are going to have to come into play. And I'm, that's why I keep saying, you know, when we're in the text threads, like just bring on the contracts because that, that's, that's where we're ultimately going to get is, People are going to be contracted. And I feel like that that actually would probably help the situation because then kids would have to actually analyze where they want to go and they're going to have to actually commit. They're actually going to want to go. They're actually going to have to be invested in going to where they want to go as opposed to, okay, you're giving me 200,000 this year. I go out, I perform. Where's the next step? Where's the million dollars? Where's, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and then they, they, they're just, they can cut loose. They can cut bait after a year. Well, if you start bringing contracts into the play, into the situation, then 
things get a little bit more equitable, I guess, for lack of a better description. And not only that, but it brings everything above board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it's, it's kind of above board. Like it's not as low as it was, but it's still not, it's still not like public details, which is, I guess in general, fine. But yeah, I, I feel like the, the, the transferring thing is the craziest thing to me. Like, like yes, yeah. coaches can leave, but a coach doesn't in general, isn't changing every year. Like some of these guys are, um, yeah. And that's not going to be sustainable from like fan engagement. I mean, like, like basketball is already, is in a much worse spot than like, you know, Georgia basketball fan. It's like every year you have to relearn the roster. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know who are these guys. I don't know who these guys are. I feel like the Cleveland Indian fans in the beginning of major league. Like, I don't know who these guys are. As soon as they bring in the buy, as soon as they bring in the contracts, then you're going to have to start talking about buyouts too. Like, right. Exactly. We're going to be tagging kids with buyouts. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That'd be crazy. Anyway. I hate right. everything. I well, hate everything. Get off I, my lawn. Get we, off my lawn, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely agree it's not sustainable. Um, all right, let's see. Uh Greg, uh Hailgate, Hailgate Greg, as we sometimes affectionately call him. Um, dogs stand forever on Twitter. What was the first Georgia game Fripp Dog attended as a student? Uh also, was there a tailgating scene when he was an undergrad or were all pregame activities at fraternity houses? Ooh. Okay. Um, well, I mentioned the first home game was Clemson. Yeah. Uh, my freshman year. Fortuitous. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and that's the truth. And, and with Greg asking the question, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> tailgating in uh, Charlotte. Um, no, there wasn't much of a tailgate, especially for us. I can't speak for, uh, I'm talking about undergrads now. I can't speak for the um, older folk at the time. Most of the games were like, Oh, 12 30 one o'clock i think back then and yeah. so you, you you know we were lucky to get to the stadium um uh, by the by kickoff so, uh, and y'all know why so uh, and so most of our stuff was after the game we had um multiple uh different types of parties band parties uh, food, et cetera, were post-game as opposed to, to pre-game. But they were, for us, it was at our fraternity house, uh, not tailgating on campus. Okay. Okay. At what point, like, uh, uh, I guess you, you've, you've been there through the years, right? At what yep. point, is there any any time in the past where you can recall where it was like, man, tailgating's really gotten to be a big thing? <laughs> um, good question. So when... Jim was in, started school, and I forget what dorm you were in, Jim. I was in Russell. 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 Yeah, Russell. Okay. So um, we, Five East. we, yeah, we tailgated. Um, we would leave uh, Roswell at like six o'clock in the morning, no matter if the game was a noon kickoff or a night kickoff, and we would set up. And we would have multiple families back then. And literally, we would do breakfast, lunch, and dinner if it was a night game or breakfast and lunch or breakfast and meal afterwards. And, you know, you'd bring out the grill and satellite. Uh, we would do TV. Uh, so that's pretty big production for us. Um, People today don't understand the difficulty of pointing the DirecTV dish at the satellite. <laughs> like... Oh. All these so, YouTube TV people have no idea what that was like. <laughs> absolutely not. And and your your 
your brother-in-law, Greg, Melissa's husband, he had the magic touch. <laughs> he had the touch. He literally, <laughs> he was in charge of the last part of getting the dish exactly right so we could get ESPN or whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a big deal. And yeah, that was energy. where, that was the beginning uh, right there of Ponda's Famous Bean Dip. Ooh, the origin of Ponda's Famous Bean Dip is Jim's <laughs> freshman year? <laughs> yeah, right in wow. there. Wow. This is good times. I, I would also, I would park my, because uh, I had a I had a, a deck, Russell deck pass. So I would park my truck on the curb the night before, and then they had a key. So they would, when they would drive up from Roswell, they would move my truck into the deck. It would, it would give them a place to park and drive into the grass where we used to tailgate. So, where did y'all tailgate at? Uh, right, I, right outside of O House. So like right there between Crestwell, um, Crestwell, and O House. Yeah, yeah. And there was like a little. So initially, there's like this ditch. We called it the grassy knoll. Uh, it was all grass, and so we would, we would tailgate down there. I think I've talked about this before because like we tailgated there until like then the baseball team started tailgating next to us, and the baseball team was cool. It was who who was it that was crazy? It wasn't the baseball team. It was like. Uh, there was like another sports team that started tailgating with the baseball team, and like they were crazy, and like we had yeah. to move. But it wasn't the baseball team; they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> and we had uh, to vacate. Yeah. So then we moved. Like there's a little, really small parking lot right there by the O House, like between the dorm and the dining hall on the backside. And we would we would park right there, and there was like kind of bark, or whatever. But it was still that was where we tailgated all the time. That's and John, funny. that's that's why I would be missing on game days at fraternity tailgates sometimes because I was over there. I was just about to say, like, you know, it's it's funny to hear about all this stuff because a year later I get there, right? And so, yeah, a year later I was probably tailgating in the area where you left because I went and tailgated at that area between O House, Presswell, and Russell, um, and that was where the festivities started for the famous Tennessee game. <laughs> oh yes the, the goalpost game <laughs> that was the goalpost game we would be there um and there was also a time when i got my face painted down there so like yeah like uh the, the crew that i hung out with down there before the fraternity um that's where they tailgated at and there were definitely some some fuzzy moments let's say i think so it was you you left and went to another <laughs> area of tailgating and i was right behind you <laughs> I think it was the swim team. I think it was the swimming and diving team. Like they were, they were wild. Uh, and we had, yeah. we had to move. I, Jim, I think if, if you, if you remember, um, who's become a good friend, but, but he, uh, Chris Carter and his yeah. uh, military folks, that was part of the group that kind of, um, shoved us out a little bit too. <laughs> so they so were, um, it's funny you say that. Good. It's funny you say that because the guys that I hung out with were ROTC guys. There were there were military guys in that area. <laughs> yeah, it could yeah. be that could be them. <laughs> Chris like does ROTC. Is he still like positioned at Georgia? Is he still doing ROTC stuff there? Do y'all know? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he is. He's up in um, Northeast Georgia around Hartwell, uh, uh, doing that, but. I will say that they were friendly with us and um, the the baseball team got pretty rowdy. I will okay, put that so maybe it was the baseball team that got rowdy. Yeah, okay. yeah they, were, they were good guys. I will agree with you there, but um, <laughs> they weren't beating up the uh, 
our cars and trucks with baseball bats, but they did pretty much everything else. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Wow. Okay. Uh, good times, good times. Greg, Greg did close out by saying, "By the way, I hope I'm as cool as Frip Dog when I grow up." So I had to throw that in there for Greg. Don't we uh, all? Don't we all? <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, Sugar Ray for UGA, which he is, his handle is back. He had changed his handle for a while, I think. Um, right. He said, "I have a question for the old man. Ask him." When he was in high school, what was his team called? I'll hang up and laugh. Uh, I mean, listen. <laughs> okay, so Sugar Ray is, uh, we were both from uh, Macon, Georgia. And uh, ironically, his mom was the grammar school, and that's what we called it back then, principal, where I went after I left. She, she, she took over there. He was a couple of neighborhoods away uh, from where I went. and. So I went to high school and people really feared us when they heard our nickname. I mean, we were in a region with, uh, what was it, Valde- Valdosta Wildcats, the Motrin mm. Packers, the Columbus Blue Devils, the Warner Robins Demons, and then there was us. We were the Lanier Poets. Ah. <laughs> we struck fear. And people, the Lanier <laughs> poets. This is a joke. This is a joke. No, it's not. <laughs> so the school. So John, uh, is it, it was an all boys school, eighth grade through twelfth grade, military, uh, ROTC, junior ROTC, um, and it was named after the Georgia poet Sidney Lanier. So, uh, hence, okay. okay. Hence the poets. I see what they were doing. They were super poetic about it. <laughs> we struck fear in all of our opponents before we even showed up. Uh, Bow down at our pros. Thank you, Sugar. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, I, I assume that is, it's not still that, right? Like something, something's changed no, over the years. No. Yes. As years went on and we had um, schools come together, it became central and northeast and southwest. Uh, all schools came together. So it's a melting pot. Okay. So no longer poets. <laughs> no. No more poets. I think it's a s- central chargers now, I believe. Central chargers. Okay. Yes, I believe. This is, this is like the Fripp Dog version of the Know Your, know your Foe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right. So ask y'all. Y'all can ask Big George. I, I don't know if he graduated. I think it was Central when he was there. So I think it the Chargers. Oh, well, wow, to, we will. We will have that's to. That's amazing. That we will have to bring that up. <laughs> um, all right, Brett Building. Uh, he's got two. Brett always sends in a two-parter. Uh, first, what was the most memorable game you attended as a family, not a, not including Indianapolis, and why? Well, I guess clarifying question: Family is this nuclear? Is this extended? Is <laughs> I know I was actually thinking about that too because, um, like, because I was trying to think for me, like, would it be one that was like Kim and I and the girls? Because there's some like that, but then then there's like my parents and like Kim and my sister Melissa and Greg, right? Because I don't, you know. We yeah. I don't know that we've ever been like all of us together, you know, with all yeah. the grandkids and everything. So yeah, that's varies. a great question. So I think we need like six answers there, but 
<laughs> how about how about we let Frip Dog answer? Like, yeah, let's let, let's well, let Frip Dog define the question. So I thought I, th- I think about that. So first off, with the six of us, we have six uh, season tickets. I would say we got a couple of uh, Tennessee uh, victories. One with um, John Powell and the goalpost. I was just about to say, is the goalpost? <laughs> yes, we should have okay. interviewed Frip Dog for the story. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one where uh, Tennessee came into Athens and was number one in the nation for, I think, like 20 minutes or something like that. <laughs> and, and so the family was their adult family uh, was uh, there. But I think the kicker, I, I don't think Jim, I don't think Kim was there, but I'm pretty sure it was myself, Ponda, excuse me, the famous Ponda, um, Jim. <laughs> Melissa and Greg when the Notre Dame game, the night game, mm. that was a an awesome game of which um, Jim's mother and sister nicknamed him the mayor of Athens. <laughs> uh, Is that accurate, son? That's accurate. I had a wait, good time. Wait, wait what? <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> I need, I need, I need some clarifying statements here. <laughs> I was, uh, so, you know, I went to the game at Notre Dame, right. And I, when I came back, I was just, I, while I was there, I was just blown away by how nice everyone was, was like, everyone was like ridiculously nice. And so I, um, you know, we were like, we'll see you. Uh, well, we were making jokes. Like we'll see you in 2019. Cause the score was 20 to 19. We beat them 20 to 19 and then they were come back. So we kept making that joke on the way out, but I was like determined to give the visiting Notre Dame fans the same, you know, welcome that I was received when I was in South Bend. Um, <laughs> I may or may not have uh, stopped by uh, Reagan's tailgate before the game <laughs> with my friends from out of town. And we may not have been at Creature Comforts before that. Um, and so uh, we, we, uh, we were having a very good time. And I got a little too over enthusiastic about welcoming the Notre Dame fans. You were you were overserved, <laughs> uh, and so I was like talking to everyone. And so my mom and my sister said that I was the mayor of Athens. The mayor of Athens. <laughs> he did not meet a stranger that night on the way to the stadium. I will tell you. Yeah, That's, it was that, awesome. It was awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, what year was this? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was 2019. Yeah, okay. 2019 went over Notre Dame. Yeah. That's awesome. I just want to point out for the, the listeners at home <laughs> that Fripp Dog's answer, two-thirds of which I was there for. <laughs> yes. There we go. Yes. Uh, oh, that's good. I'll go. I'll add one. I will go with uh, Georgia's first ever SEC championship game victory. Uh, yeah. I'll go with that one. So that one was – it was that – those six, so it was Kim and I, Melissa and Greg, my mom and dad. Uh, we went down there for the whole day, um, did the SEC fanfare. And uh, I remember actually we were watching at fanfare, watching, um, my, I think it was Miami and Virginia Tech, like praying that Virginia Tech would beat Miami so that yep. we could go to the national championship game if we won. Um, so like we made a whole day out of it. Uh, and as we said, that kind of took the lid off the program. I feel like that was kind of the beginning of, of what's, what's, what's landed us here. We were all that, that came together. So I'll go with that one. That's a good one. One takeaway I have from this conversation is that you guys 
need to have one game where everybody goes to. <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah. I don't need, think we. You need a family reunion at Sanford Stadium. Can you can you, can you sort that out? <laughs> we do. We do need to do that. The the funny thing is when we're all together, like it's that that's one. There will be like a kid who will like start the descent of like, eh, I don't really want to go. <laughs> and then it permeates tough, through tough all cookies. the grandkids. Tough cookies. Yeah. You're, you're going, Ella. All right, you're going. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh all right. The next part of Brett's was a. Uh, what is your favorite Honda recipe besides the famous dip? Oh, this is a great <sighs> question, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have like 30 <laughs> answers there. Let's turn I'll... to page. Let's turn to chapter five of Ponda's famous cookbook. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That would be great. So Ponda's famous. We don't eat a lot of desserts, but I'll start with two of those. Um, Lies. I've seen the posts. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. So, Ponda's famous coconut cake. Now. Oh, I've seen this one. This is great. It, it is the best of the best. If you don't like coconut, then fast forward on the podcast. But it is the best <laughs> coconut cake. She actually got that from her mother, um, and but she's developed it over the years. And so now she and um, Jim's sister, Melissa, they both do a fabulous job. Uh, so that would be my number one. But also, what a, I'm, I'm a pie guy, and mm. she can... Panda's famous key lime pie from scratch. Mercy. <laughs> it, that is some kind of good. So I'll, um, I'll go with that. And as far as meals, I mean, come on. She's a Northeast Georgia girl raised on a farm, learned how to cook when she was 12. So how about if I could have, you know, collard greens and black eyed peas and cornbread, maybe country fried steak with gravy on it and mashed potatoes with gravy. Yeah, I can go with that. That's one of Ponda's famous meals. Um, well, she knows a good steak when well, she sees she one. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. Um, I, I, actually, now she even talks to me while we eat steak. So it's a kind of a pretty good thing after. It's a full circle. Months. It's a full circle. Full, full circle. Um, I will say uh, um, shrimp and grits. Um, she makes... Uh, I've seen goat the shrimp cheese. and grits. Yeah, she, but she puts goat cheese in it. Uh, so she makes this goat cheese grits, and mm. we do a shrimp together. Oh, my goodness. Sold. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, and one more. I'll just stop after this one because I could <laughs> probably do 30. But in the summer, um, we, we, you know, we stay between here and, and, and Fripp, and we, so we get a lot of fresh vegetables. And one of the best meals uh, of Ponda's famous meals is an iron skillet, fresh okra, fresh tomatoes, and fresh corn. Uh, and she cuts the corn off the cob and cooks the okra, the tomatoes, and the corn in an iron skillet until it's cooked well. And another iron skillet pan of cornbread. Yeah, mm. that'll I've do seen, it. I've seen Ponda's famous collection of iron skillets firsthand. <laughs> yes. I, I remarked to Jim and said, "This is, this is quite, quite a stash of skillets." Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> we have the the best is like now now that John has stayed there a couple of times. John, John likes to cook with Ponda's famous. Uh, I've cookware. cooked with Ponda's famous cookware. <laughs> 
I yeah. was cooking. I was cooking bacon, and she came in. Oh, y'all are cooking. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. And, and and you know the code. That's right. <laughs> Jim, what's the code? Uh, holy cow! I love it. I was gonna say coconut cake. So there's that. Actually, okay. I'll, I'll I'll add one thing that 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 hadn't been said. Uh, so I could be oh. different. Uh, biscuits. Okay. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good breakfast. Good breakfast in the household growing up. I like. I like how. I like how Fripp Dog led with. We don't eat a whole lot of desserts, and he immediately proceeds to list off two desserts. <laughs> uh, well, I will say this, Jim. We we've had biscuits the last three mornings. So ah, there you go. Mighty Ooh. fine. Mighty fine. That's quite the flex. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Jim. Hey, uh, yes, yeah, here's John. I'm I'm 51, working on 52 years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, let's see, uh, 51 to seven GATA. Uh, do y'all remember where you were on that historic night? Reggie Ball threw the ball away on fourth down back in 2004, and he he gave us the pictures. And uh, apparently, 51 to seven GATA was down on the walkway, right hanging out by the hedges. So that's where he was. So he could have caught the ball. I was just gonna say I couldn't, right I couldn't tell the prescript I couldn't tell the perspective, but like was he in in the vicinity? He was definitely in the vicinity because yeah. that, that's where he threw it. Yeah. That's where he really threw close. it. That's amazing. I mean I, this is definitely this is definitely a wood question because I do not remember. I mean, I'll tell you, right? I mean, we were we were in our seats. So yep. 51 to 7 GATA, where you come and say hello to us uh during the game, that's where we were. We were there. We were in our seats, same seats. So we were, we were where you always see us. That's right. That's right. Uh, That's amazing. I will say, I remember I was absolutely flipping out because they didn't change the down in the stadium on the right. scoreboard. So like, you know, when Reggie Ball like complained and it's like the scoreboard said they're down, I mean, he was not wrong. It, it did like, and like it, it happened like a down. I can't remember. It was either first or second down. They didn't change it. So it had been going on for a while. And I was like, I was losing my mind. Like I was thinking like, you know, like the, was it the Colorado like fifth down game or whatever? Like I thought that was going to happen. And they, they changed it like right before the ball was snapped. So I do remember that. (laughs) Oh man, that's that's still crazy. Um, Let's see, Rich, which I believe this is Hushed and Rich. Rich changed his handle as well. Um, But so he said, uh, how is rehab on the shoulder? Give us a shoulder update. It's it's going good. Thanks, Rich. Um, it's slow. Um, I still cannot throw the deep skinny post, um, <laughs> but I'm getting to where I can chip and putt. So Ooh, there this, we go. Once the weather continues to get better, um, we're planning on headed to Fripp in the next couple of weeks. And so I'll do some chipping and putting and then I'm going to do wedges for a couple of days, then nine irons, et cetera, et cetera, a couple of days. And they said after about two weeks of that, I can, I can play nine. So thanks. That's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. If you need someone to make sure that you're only playing from a hundred in, you know, who to you know who to call. Yes. <laughs> I've done John, that. John, before my dad had his surgery, we were at the beach and he was like, my doctor said I can just play, like I can play wedges. I can play from a hundred in, I was like, "All right." He's like, and he was like, "So make sure that's all I do. Don't let me tee off." I was like, "Okay, Dad." First hole, he gets out of his driver. I was like, "Dad, 
what are you doing? You're like, well, I thought I would try. I was like, you told me to make sure you only hit it at 100 yards in. So I made him put it back in the bag. I teed off and then we drove up and we, we he, you know, we dropped uh, closer. Yes. So. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Literally, first of all, it was amazing. It was amazing, which is, you know, totally how I would be too. Um, let's see. Wash Rick. And I don't know the answer to this. Ask him how to keep from getting stung by jellyfish in Mana Wars on Fripp Island. Happened two years in a row now. I say, Oof. That doesn't happen to, to well, I don't know. I haven't been stung. So I don't know. The non, hopefully this is humorous. Um, it, and that doesn't come across as flippant. It's <laughs> not meant to be. Um, but he should sit up on the shore and the beach with me and sip wine because I don't get stung sitting up there. Really, it's a real uh, good point. Uh, July and August, when the when the water gets more uh, still and there's less wind and it's the temperature is higher, those two months, I don't know, don't remember the guy's name, but if you come in, especially late July, August, early September, those suckers are out. So I, I just tip me to that time of year. I was just about to say my limited exposure to the Atlantic and the Gulf is that it really just seems like it's dependent on what time of year you go when those suckers are out. Yeah. So. And it's not fun. Uh, Ponda, the famous Ponda has been stoned. <laughs> Jim's sister has been stoned. Uh, I think a couple of the grandkids have been as well, but. Yeah, I, I have. have not. Yeah, I, I, I avoid it like the plague, and stay up on the beach. <laughs> the beer is colder up there. <laughs> it is. That's it right. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, I. Uh, Man of I, war, though. That's that's like that's like big boy jellyfish. I thought that those things, like if you get stung by those, like you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I guess I've been. You know, knock, I'll knock on wood. I don't have it. We haven't had had that happen to us personally. Just just family family members keep those away. Um, let's see. All right, Bubby Dean. Uh, Bubby said, as a UGA student, did Lou travel to any SEC away games? If so, which SEC school did Lou first visit? Any memorable moments to share that won't get him in the proverbial doghouse? <laughs> okay, the first first part. Let's see, away game. First away game was. Auburn, right? Auburn, but I mean, I went to the Georgia Florida game, but yes, that's neutral. But so that freshman year it was just Florida and um, Auburn. Okay. Uh, stories not getting in trouble. Okay. So, Lord. Okay, son, here we go. So, um, I was social chairman of the fraternity for three years, uh, elected back to back to back. So, I guess I was pretty good at it. Um, you you had a three peat as social chair. Sorry, I had continue. a three peat. Yes, three peat. <laughs> um, that's true. So, um, Pond and I, you know, we met at, at spring uh, break. We started dating, whatever that was, into March, April. Uh, we get into we were in the quarter system back then, um, not semesters. And um, as social chairman, I came up. With the idea of free beer, <laughs> free, beer at the, free beer at the at the beach before four, 
Well, it that's, an, was a, that's an inside joke for Jim. <laughs> that's a, that was promised to us. We were lied to once and we're still holding a grudge. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Todd Bannister. Holy cow. I, I did not lie to my guys. So, <laughs> that, so I came up with this idea of having what I call to hell with finals party uh, at the end of spring um, some, uh, quarter. And um, our fraternity house was on Millage Avenue, not too far from Five Points and Five Points Bottle Shop, which most people know where that is. The owner was um, also a uh, an elderly at the time. He's probably younger than me at that time, but was a fraternity brother as well. So we got to put things on account. And that end of Hale Finals party, we were having it um, in conjunction with sororities. So I would thought it was a pretty good idea to bring sororities in so we could mix. And so we did parties with all sororities, but I think it was one of them that was on Millage, maybe the Zayas, Katie's, I don't remember. But anyway, so... Can't, can't go wrong. Yeah, couldn't go <laughs> wrong. And and so it was, a it was uh, as J.D., Jeff Dancer said, it was a Chamber of Commerce Day. In May, <laughs> and not a cloud in the sky. And after I got through with my finals, um, I went and picked up uh, three kegs, which I thought would be good uh, for us. And so I, it was about one thirty, two o'clock, and it was such a beautiful day. A bunch of guys were out on the front porch. I said, "Let's tap one." So we tapped a keg, and out on the front porch. And so I had it in a wheelbarrow, and 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 put ice around it. And uh, we finished the first keg and tapped the second keg. And um, uh, Pete, it, we, that was took another hour or so. We tapped the third keg. And um, it's getting around 5 o'clock. And this is all I, before 5 o'clock? You finished three kegs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we were starting. No, we only finished two. <laughs> only. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Totally so, reasonable. Yes. Well, it was a hundred of us. So <laughs> to do the math. Makes sense. Sorry, Makes sense. Bubby. And so I didn't feel it was appropriate for me to drive to go pick up Honda. So I had my little brother drive out to Nowhere Road and pick her up around the five o'clock hour. And so traffic started backing up on at the light there on uh, Millage Avenue. And I thought it I would be kind and so I took the keg in the wheelbarrow and took it out to the Millage Avenue and started pouring beers for people that were backed up in traffic. And so I walked out into the road and <laughs> was handing out, you know, beers and I think probably Dixie cups back then, plastic cups. And about this time, a 18 wheeler stops backed up in traffic. And, you know, you, how you did that and he, pulled his horn and so of course i had to take him a beer over to the 18 wheeler and about that time uh my little brother and ponda come driving up as i'm walking across millage avenue and stepping up into an 18 wheeler to give the guy a beer <laughs> so um they uh, dave was my little brother and ponda park and she comes through the front of the fraternity house, walks down the walkway 
to Millage Avenue, and I believe it was the first time. It wasn't the last time, guys, but it was the first time she asked me, what are you doing? <laughs> He's the mayor oh. of Athens. He's the mayor <laughs> of Athens. It's a, it's a family tradition, guys. <laughs> so I took the wheelbarrow and the keg and took it back up to the front porch. So um, that's kind of, Bubby, that's, uh, we were been dating about two months. Now, the good news is, like six months later, um, shout out to Wise Dog, um, football season, and I had decided I needed to ask Ponda to marry me. And uh, as social chairman, I took my job seriously, and we had a party on Friday night and Saturday night before a home game. And unfortunately, I was overserved by someone. And so we were, I was going to ask her to marry me up at five points, which I thought was apropos at the Waffle House. Beautiful. Um, it's, well, it's no longer there, but it was there then. And you're, you're going to scatter, scatter smothered and covered. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I couldn't put the words together. Um, so, so I told her i have something to tell you but i think i need to wait till tomorrow so, <laughs> i had something to say but i've heard this story but seeing john react to this is so good <laughs> so good <laughs> so we oh, eat, this, is, this uh, is like the greatest series and of- i still couldn't function so <laughs> we, we sorry son so no, 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 I've I've heard I've heard this. This is not new okay. to me. I'm just I'm laughing at John laughing. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. this is a TV day, series. <laughs> the next uh, day um is a home game. And um I think I went and picked her up at, at um Nowhere Road. I don't think I sent the little brother that time. So anyway, we get back to the fraternity house and out front of the um fraternity house the next day. Um, because I had filled up at Waffle House, I felt much better. I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. So even after wheelbarrows and kegs, uh, <laughs> six months later, she did good. Amazing. So that's it, Bobby. That is amazing. What what a, what a, what a great story. <laughs> did she ever tell you? Did she ever tell you what she was thinking when she took that bite of steak? Well, no, not really. Well, We've had some discussion of that, but it's a great question. I will say, um, part, this is one of Ponda's favorite words, okay? She said I was cute, okay? <laughs> so um, I had I had just, I think, John, you may know this, but I played in a, a, a rock band for eight years, and we had just stopped um, months before uh, Ponda and I uh, decided, excuse me, Ponda and I met, and so I think she liked my hair. It was wasn't as long as hers, but it was damn close to Almond Brothers long at the time. I will say that. I don't know that I've seen. I don't know that I've seen your these pictures of you with the long hair. I'll send you some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to get we need to get the Twitter. We need to expose this to Twitter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, so rock band, will, rock band. I Lou. will say this. So. Part of it was the guys that she was coming over there with friends from 
Northeast Georgia, when she said I was cute to them, they didn't say I was, but they did say, no, nah, he's got a girlfriend. So oh. she, so I didn't, I mean, I did before, but I didn't for quite some months. So I don't know if there was some, them trying to keep her from There's, uh, uh, getting together. Shenanigans uh, my, are going on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I've seen the pictures, Lou. There were shenanigans going on. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we had a big time, I will say that. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad we 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 made our way to that, John, so you got to hear that story. I mean, yeah. what I what I hear is that the mayor of Athens runs in the family. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it does, and and uh I will say at that time. I think probably now to think about it, um, those lion sneaking fraternity brothers of mine telling her I had a girlfriend, she did tell them. And I think one of the reasons she came up and cut my stick was she had never seen this girl. And the reason why was she wasn't there. So there was no <laughs> girl at the time. So I think she took the initiative with a stake cutting incident because of that. What year was this? Uh, 72. 72. Okay. So... She was at that time nineteen, and I was twenty-one before our birthdays. Rob in the cradle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, we got we got one more. Okay. And even though it kind of has this, but kind of doesn't, I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> oh my God! There's kind of an over under, but Coach Trill uh, submitted a question. I will say I did not, I was not happy when during the Super Bowl, CBS was promoting yes. Big Ten on the SEC. I didn't like that. Yeah, no, seriously. On, on CBS, I was like, ah, yeah. I was, Bummer. I was at a, uh, I was at a Tech fan's house uh, or Tech alumni's house watching the game old friend and uh when that came on i was booing and the kids were like why are you booing it's just a a tv commercial and my tech my tech friend said it's because it's no longer the sec on cbs and i agree and i agree with him (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's sad it's sad um all right so coach has a he's he's got a few questions so first one favorite billy d williams story Okay. C- Coach has the inside info. Coach knows what's going on here. Okay. Uh, I was about to say the so, questions so, are coming from inside the house. <laughs> so let's say this up front. Um, since this is my God of podcast, let's get the picture here. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. First, Coach Trillbill, his kindergarten teacher was Ponda's famous kindergarten teacher. <laughs> so Coach Trillbill's kindergarten teacher was Ponda. So they go back a ways. So let's just make sure that that's just a beautiful story to me. Um, <laughs> that coach goes way back. As and I have a I have a picture, y'all, of him in kindergarten. So <laughs> if anybody wants to see it, I got. We it. have the class please, picture. The class please, picture. please share it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, coach. I got. Uh, um, I'll, I'll do that. Um, so I think. Um, Man, so I have so many wonderful stories about Billy, but I think the main thing is he's a great artist. Uh, Literally, he he draws. He's a photographer. 
uh, and an actor, um, but he was also a really good father. And part of that summer is his 15-year-old son, Corey D. Williams, came to Macon where the movie was made. And um, I say, let's make sure. So the the movie we're talking about was uh, the Bingo. Uh, I, I, I sometimes butcher the name, but the Bingo Long Traveling All Stars and Motor Kings, I believe, is the name of the movie. I think I got that. That is correct. That's perfect. Okay. That is the okay. name. And so I, uh, at the time, um, 70, I think it was 76, um, was working in our family forwarding goods store. Um, and um, the summer of 75, I believe it was. So the, we heard that this baseball movie was going to be made down at Luther Williams Park. And so I went down there to see what I could sell them, basically. And ended up running into at the time the the property manager but also the some of the actors were just sitting around out in the stands of which were billy d williams james earl jones and richard Pryor. wow so, pretty cool uh, got to know all three of them but with billy he his son came from california he was 15 at the time Corey, and I, we just hit it off myself billy and Corey. And um, ended up that Billy wasn't going to just let Corey just do anything he wanted to. And ended up Billy let Corey work for us because he wanted, if Corey was going to do things, he wanted him to make his own money, earn his own money, which I thought was pretty cool. So the, he, he was a loving father while he was making this movie, but he also allowed this young couple with a, let's see, 74. Five, that's when Melissa was born. So it was the summer. So Melissa was like, you know, four or five months old. So we had this baby and um, he allowed Corey to come, come be with us. And he, Corey stayed with us uh, quite a bit. And over the course of the summer, uh, Corey coming from California had never had a pair of khakis. So we got him a pair of khakis, ponda hemmed him up. And so he went to work at our store uh, instead of wearing, you know, the paisley bell-bottom jeans that everybody was wearing back then <laughs> out in California. Um, but a couple of things before I get to the end, he um, wanted to exercise. So I took him my uh, barbell set and bench so he could bench press to stay strong while he was, he was the pitcher in the in the movie and wanted to work out and then billy's from uh new york area city and then obviously moved to california to act he had never had homemade ice cream <laughs> and so one of my favorite memories is uh panda as in famous panda's recipes she made peach ice cream the man had never had peach ice cream and he's a movie star and so we made him um, a container of homemade peach ice cream, took it up to the top floor of the, I think it was a Hilton back then. Um, and we put the container, the churn of homemade ice cream on the bench from the bench press and ate homemade peach ice cream with Billy D. Williams in his hotel suite, which I think is pretty, pretty dang cool. But then at the end of the movie, uh, we had gotten really close with Corey. Uh, he was like a little brother. Um, subsequently, he was 15. 
he lived in Atlanta. We went to his 60th birthday party, by the way, a few years back in Atlanta. Um, so they have what they call a wrap party or to wrap up the movie in right. Macon before they headed to Brunswick or Savannah or someplace, maybe Savannah. And Corey was going back to um, California. He wasn't going to go with his dad down to Savannah, I believe. So we have the party and, you know, all the celebrities are there. And he, Billy's taking pictures and he took a lot of pictures upon there because I thought that was pretty cool. He sent them to us later. But so the rap party's over. We're up at the top of the Hilton. We go down to the street. Myself, Ponda, Billy D. Williams, and Corey D. Williams, and Corey gets in the limo uh, to leave. So he hugs his dad, he hugs Ponda, he hugs me, and there's three people, myself, Ponda, and Billy D. Williams, hugging and crying each other as Corey leaves. So when you think about stars, and Billy D.'s pretty dead gum big, he's a loving, caring man, uh, loving, caring husband and i'll never forget us <laughs> hugging and crying if you will uh over the relationship that we developed over the summer that's all i got man that Amazing. that's that's awesome i i have never heard of this movie so i had never i, I ne- had no idea that this movie was a thing so i now have something to watch i'm going to give you a few things in the movie one uh so it, it comes on tv occasionally <laughs> so like it may not be available for stream, but it'll come on like TBS. Or, it looks like know, it's so- on. It looks like it's currently on Hulu for those. Okay. That- okay. Cool. Um, okay. So what is it? I think is it Rambo that always wants to know on second string of where to stream things. So Rambo, uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, Hulu, so that- Hulu and YouTube. <laughs> nice. Um, and then uh, as far as like sports movies go. Two things related to that. There was one time where uh six eight of the fan they were talking about like great sports movies and they brought this one up. I remember like I, I called in and I was like, no one ever talks about this movie. I can't believe you guys are talking about this movie. Like my parents were extras in this movie. So I had like a radio sports talk radio moment with that. And then the last thing I'll say is uh, you know, Will Leach does a you know, he, he's on waiting since last Saturday, but he also does a movie review podcast. That was one of his first. I think kind of like loves. He does that with a buddy of his from high school. Um, and they will do like rankings of things. And when they did their, they get made their top. I can't remember like how, like what number it came in, but they did like, you know, top 25 sports movies of all time or whatever. And like it, it made their list. So uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. And then the cast is ridiculous. I was just about to say, Billy D. Williams, James Earl Jones, Richard Pryor, you, 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 you sold it. I don't yeah. care what it's about. It could be about watching paint dry. And I am, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name, uh, but the guy who played uh, like Apollo's corner man in the Rocky yes. movies, he was in it too. And I cannot remember that guy's name. Uh, Burton, I think, is his last name. Yeah, so he, he's in it too. So they'll, Tony, they'll be Tony a, Burton. Yeah, yeah. Tony Burton, that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting man, I will say that. We, we can <laughs> have some um, off-camera further conversations because i i will tell you if you think richard Pryor is funny <laughs> yeah uh, he lord have mercy um <laughs> also uh, stan shaw was his first movie um he was in a couple of pretty big movies after that 
nice young man as well. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Coach also wanted to know summer Coob tourney predictions. Say again. Summer Coob tournament predictions. Summer Coob predictions. Here's uh, a, I, I've got one. I got it. I got okay. it. Jim okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Jim Wood won't win. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. Good. Um, <laughs> I'm so Ab- bad in the tournament. I always Ab- it was absolute like, savagery. It's like my idea, and I'm always out in the first round. I'm horrible in the tournament. I I I I, I falter the pressure. So. Yeah, your daughter might win, but yeah, Lily's good. Lily yeah, goes really Lily's far. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the prediction. Lily will go further than I will. Yeah. Uh, and then he rounded it out with over under upon the famous references while recording. He said it at 25, and I think we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Wow. Pondus famous, Pondus famous, Pondus famous. Shenanigans. I would I would love for it to go over, coach, but I don't know. I hadn't I haven't been counting. That's awesome. Oh man. Um let's see. I did I've got a couple more things maybe before we round out. One, uh Deb, John and I noticed your watch. You've got a very nice watch that you're wearing this evening. So <laughs> You mean this watch? We just wanted to shout out Oxia Time again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Frip Dog's got one. Frip Dog loves them. Uh, got, got to check them out. <laughs> so I will say this. So it was an absolute surprise, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before. It, you know, Pond and I rarely give each other gifts anymore. Uh, we are blessed to have practically everything we would want or need. And on Christmas morning that year, she said, I, I got you something. And I said, oh, great. <laughs> she, said, but, she said, but you got me the Santa picture. And I said, okay, okay, that's fair. Um, I mean, okay. So I gave her the very nice Santa painting. I will say that. So I opened it up and y'all, it was this. I started crying. Okay. Yeah. That's national championship. <laughs> that's right. national championship 40 years in the waiting i mean i was around for the first one but yeah i got this i'll never forget it. so yeah what's what What did you get inscribed on it or what uh, did she what did she get did she get something inscribed on the on the inside my inscription says on my watch i was able to pull it up quite apropos you're either elite or you're not 3318 love ponda amazing <laughs> there we go there we go oh Perfect. man Fonda's famous uh, Fonda's <laughs> famous Christmas gift <laughs> yes, yes <amazing. laughs> uh, too good oh man this has been fun this has been good this has been a long time coming uh, this is one of those like John like Jim are we having your dad on like what's going on <laughs> yeah I've been asking him I've been asking him he's like I don't know I feel like he's going to be sitting there with with my mom and and they'll they'll be talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. We try awful hard. It's funny. So we have friends our age and we call and it is so funny you would say that, John, because it's literally whomever we call the husband or the wife, you're talking to two people the entire time. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That's that's the way we do things. (laughs) Too good. Too good. I'm I'm glad I, I I think like my happiest moment was seeing John experience the stories that 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 I've heard 
Uh, so hope, <laughs> hopefully it's, it's, it's similar for, for those listening. I, I had a blast experiencing that personally. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, obviously we, we've been doing this for a few years. This past year is probably one of my most favorite years as a fan, even though you might think that that might be counterintuitive. But for me, I haven't been to as many Georgia games this past year as, as I have in a long time. And I owe your family uh, a, a debt of gratitude um, to hosting and allowing us to partake in the wood traditions and wood, uh, the wood experience, if you will. Um, so I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for allowing me to partake and just being around you guys is just amazing. So uh, I'm, I'm just very blessed to, to be a part of it and to be around you guys and to know you. And I just really appreciate you coming on and um, just being a part of this whole experience. Yeah, that's very kind. Very <laughs> kind. Um, and Carter had a blast, did he not? Yes. yes he, <laughs> and he's, hey, he's so had did, a blast. Did you, did you fool him or not? And uh, when I was surprising him, no, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> he, he, he figured did. it out. He, he figured it out. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, try as I might they they either like read the text messages or mom mom spills the beans whatever the case may be yeah <laughs> I think what a wonderful time what a wonderful time we had we were so glad to have you guys it was fun I think it was my fault I think I messed up the that <laughs> <laughs> you figured it out because of me I blew it uh too good I mean, you name it, you name it. We, we, we've done it. Like we, we've all been together. Like we recorded an episode at your house. Uh, <laughs> I, ate I ate tacos on the deck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have the code. I got uh, the code. Yeah. Uh, too good. Too good. All right. Well, may, maybe we'll, we, we'll, we'll transition to the podcast after the podcast. So John can hear the inside scoop on the one thing, but uh, we can, we we can probably wrap it up. This one has been a long time coming. Uh, it was it was fun as I as I expected it to be. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, like I said, my my Georgia story comes from my my mom and dad. Um, I I couldn't make it through talking about being at the national championship in Indianapolis with you without crying when we, when we reviewed that game. Um, yes. So it's uh you know it, it runs in the family. It's in our blood and. Uh, I know that's about all I got. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.